0: The Nikki Glazer Podcast.
1: Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hello, everyone. What's up out there? Uh, besties. If you're just joining us, I call you besties because I talk to you guys like my best friends. Honestly, a little bit. I am so in love with our listeners. Um, I, it's like. It's, it's getting a little bit, I I need to chill out about my love for the listeners because they're going, I'm coming on too strong and, uh, you know, I, I know they can take it. These people are loving people that have a lot of love to give. I can't get over if you're just joining the show, which by the way, I want, I want to use this episode. I just came up with an idea. I would love our besties. And by the way, you guys don't owe me anything. You've given me so much. But I was thinking about um, the girl that wrote into the show yesterday and was saying, you know, I'm going to the show alone. Uh, I'm coming to your upcoming tour. I'm going alone, which, Nikki, you always say, go alone if you can't find a friend. And I was thinking about besties coming together and like meeting each other. Because if you listen to this podcast, when I find someone who listens to Howard Stern, we have a, we have a, we already have something that is. a commonality that is shared, a love and appreciation for a man who, you know, most people have ideas about that we know is like a great person, and just we have such an affection for someone that, you know, it's like m- meeting someone that goes, you know, Andy sales too, like some, you know, like when you meet someone that's like, oh my god, now I trust that I love you. So like when I meet someone that listens to Howard Stern, it's an instant friendship. Whether or not we have anything else in common. I mean, these guys are usually delivery men that are work for like a, a alcohol sales rep and are like, you know, have a, a Baba buoy, you know, shirt on or something. And I'm like, can we talk about Howard? And I like latch onto them. So I was thinking for the besties. Um, I, I have two ideas. First of all, first of all, welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast. Because I want you all, if you can, if you have it in your hearts, to text someone who you think might need a daily podcast ritual or a daily morning show ritual or a weekly, however much you listen to this, that might be someone who would enjoy our show and write them and say, I think you would like the show. Give it a shot. Like, recommend the show. If you think it would bring joy to someone's life. If it's just, if you don't have anyone that pops into mind right now for that, that's fine. Don't do it. But like, and I'm not trying to do this so I, we get more ratings and reviews and listeners. I just want to I want to make more people happy because I know the joy that it the show brings people now because of last week when I got emotional I mean I was already getting great feedback and every week with Fanthrax, which is where we read um, every Thursday we're going to do it later we read like listener feedback every week it's always just such nice things but just this past week um if you're new to the show because someone recommended the show to you welcome and um Send them this episode. Hello, welcome to the show. This is the Nikki Glazer podcast. We're a daily podcast that just tries to create a sense of like friendship and fun and realness and honesty. And we're here every day. You don't need to listen every day, but we love if you do Monday through Thursday. And it's not one of those podcasts that you got to feel like, oh, no, I missed something. I got to go back. You can listen to it on two times the speed if you want. For this one, I talk really fast, so I'm I'm kind of thinking you should do half speed. But we're glad to have you here. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Unsubscribe, whatever you want to do. If you do like it, stick around. If you don't like this episode, I ask that you, if you kind of like it, stick around for four episodes. You know, give us four and then you can move on. Um, Andrew Collin is my roommate he's going to be here later he's my best friend opener on the road um, kind of like my work husband we have a lot of ups and downs on the show um, and if you're a bestie you already know all this stuff so I'm sorry to be talking um, to you about this but like yeah I hope you can recommend the show to someone and, um, and here's the other thing I want to do so it's twofold recommend it to someone that you think might like it and they, you know when you recommend a book to someone unless they like actually need it in their life they're not going to read it But at least they know that it's there when they do need it. Like, for instance, I bought that Alan Carr book, uh, The Easy Way to Stop Drinking. I knew that his method worked with me for smoking, but I wasn't ready to quit drinking yet. But I knew that someday I would be. And so I knew it was on my shelf. So this is like giving them a book on their shelf that, like, might help them at a time in their life where they might be a little bit lonely or might, you know, have a long commute where they need to fill the time or a road trip or something. So they'll go, oh, yeah. Melanie sent me that podcast, and I trust her about the stuff. I just didn't have time in my life to listen to it then. Um, something like that happened to me recently with, um, oh, fuck, what was it? God, my train of thought is all over the place. Choo-choo, you know? Uh, get on board. I, I'll lose it often, and it's not because I'm smoking pot. I'll tell you that. Um, but, okay, I'll, I'll remember it down the road. But it's just nice to have something. Oh, yeah, I remember I did a podcast. If you want to go back and listen to Nikki Laser at her worst when I was bulimic and not in just drinking and not, I think I might've just sobered up, but it's called the mental illness happy hour. And I did a podcast. I once did a podcast with him, Paul Gilmartin. He used to host um, dinner and a movie on TBS. If you're someone who's, you know, was, uh, can have memories from the nineties, he was on TBS doing that. And uh, he has a mental illness podcast where, you know, celebrities go on and talk about their mental illnesses. And I went on when I was in the thick of it one time and I'd said too much. And I, it's the only time I've ever asked someone to go, you can't air that. I'm so sorry. You can't. And he understood and he was like, we'll do it another time. So the next time I did it, I couldn't ask him not to air it again. This guy is a way of getting things out of you. You know, he's, I think he's very immersed in recovery and I just didn't have the language for that and the boundaries for that at the time. So I just poured everything out on this podcast and I was really in a bad place at the time. And someone wrote to me and said, "I heard you on that podcast." I forget. This woman like emailed me through my website at the time. This was 2000. I want to say ten. I, oh, it was a bad time in my life, uh, and I didn't know it at the time. You know, like I, I think I just had a session with a session, a podcast with him, and it all came out. But I was like, "What just happened?" You know, when you don't even know how bad you're struggling. And this girl wrote to me and said, "I have a therapist who really helped me with some of the same issues you're going through." And I just wasn't ready for it at the time. But a year and a half later, I remember telling my friend Greg Warren at the Comedy Cellar, I met him for dinner and I was just in a bad way. And I was like, I confided in him that I was throwing up every night and I couldn't stop. And he was like, will you please get help? Like, will you do it for me? Like, I know you won't do it for you, but you're someone who does things for your friends. Will you do it for me? Like, it's like, I I want you to do this for my birthday. Go get help. And I was like, yeah. And you know what? It doesn't... This isn't something... This makes it easy. I know exactly who to go to because someone heard my struggles and said that they recovered with this woman's help. Albeit, that was the woman that I ended up in a abusive relationship with for several years who took a lot of my money. But I have no regrets about her because she actually gave me a lot of tools that were not worth the amount I could have bought a house with. But <laughs> I still like... It was, it was there for me, and, and I don't think I would have gotten help at the time if it would have been going to ZocDoc and reading reviews and calling people. It, it, it was just there. So that's what I mean by that. Second thing I'm asking someone to do. Let's create a subreddit. So I'm going into the thing I fear the most, Reddit, where people have opinions about me. Let's do a Bestie subreddit, Nikki Pod subreddit. And I want someone to take, um, if you're someone who's very versed in uh, Reddit and maybe uh, it moderates other subreddits because there's always a moderator who polices activity and keeps it really positive and like listen I'm not going to monitor this and and read the things you can say critical things about me you're allowed to um, but you know if it starts getting hateful let's have a moderator that like keeps it positive but I just feel like that'll be a nice way for besties to connect and I also feel like Reddit it will get some of our besties that might be scared of Reddit and the platform and like be intimidated by it to Enjoy Reddit because it can be Reddit can be a place where you can curate the internet to be what you want it to be, and not get bombarded with the negativity and the stuff that stresses you out. So I think that it can be very intimidating Reddit, but um, this might get people on board, and it might be a place that uh, that girl that had tickets to my show might find another bestie to go with. And I just think it's a good place to keep the discussion about the show and just connect with each other. And that's just an idea. So. If you want to go with that, that's that's that I um and I appreciate it. But Noah, how obsessed with you, like our are, are fans, are you and I if you're new to the show, I'm sorry to even gush about our but you're you're welcome. You're one of these people. You're friends with someone who recommended the show to you that we are obsessed with.
2: Noah, I woke up to a text from you. What did it say? We just have like such great fanthrax. It's like the least poisonous fanthrax ever. I know, and I think it's because of last week. Like, someone, because of last week, I had a hard
1: week of reading critical things about me, and I cried on the show, and people wrote to me so many lovely things to pick me up out of that, and I already, I'm not gonna spend too much time just talking about how much that meant to me, but I hope you all know it did. Like, more than anything that's, like, as much as a best friend, you know, I had one time I was really depressed in New York, and I couldn't leave my apartment, I was crying, and I just, I didn't want to go out. I was cat sitting for Julian McCullough. I wasn't even I didn't even have a place yet. I was just staying in New York a couple of weeks. And I was so depressed. And Sabrina Jolie's comedian, was also in town. And I never got to see her. She was always in Canada. And she was like, I want to see you. And I was like, I can't, Sabrina. I'm so depressed. I can't stop crying. And like, I don't want to see anyone. And she was like, I'm coming over. I don't care what you say. And she like demanded to come over. And she brought me a pumpkin that she wrote, like, I love you on and like a note. And like made me take a walk around the block. She was like, just do that. And it was like It was, I I didn't think I needed it, but I needed it so much and I needed you guys so much and I'm so freaking grateful. God damn it. And I feel like you could be there for each other like this. I see stuff like this on Reddit all the time where people are posting stuff they're going through and people make, I see it happen where people go, oh my God, your comment just made me feel so less alone from strangers. So I don't know, Noah, Noah wrote to me that was like this, she's compiling Fanthrax, which is our, you know, fan letter dump later on in the show on Thursdays and she said I can't believe our fans like they're so positive and last night Noah I was doing an Instagram live on the Nikki Glazer pod uh, which is an Instagram that we keep private but if you want to join and our trusted person that will keep it positive and you know positively critical if you need to be um I went live on that I feel so much safer going live on that than my own. It's just a its new ball game with these fans. I just don't know what it is. Uh, something's happening. And um, Andrew and I did our classic coffee, coffee and tea bags is the name of the cafe that we've made up that we perform at and it's me playing guitar and Andrew on uh, this karaoke mic we got and he does karaoke mode. And sometimes he does master mode and then sometimes it's professional mode. Um, These are all inside jokes that if you're new to the show, you will catch on to very soon. Um, So we were singing songs. We sang Tom Petty, uh, Wild Flowers, which is a beautiful song. That's what we opened with. And then we sang um, Phil Collins, Can't Stop Loving You, which I've been practicing a lot. There's a Taylor Swift version of it. That's why I got into that song. And then I got into the Phil Collins one, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I slept on this song for so long. Then we sang uh, Lover by – oh, and then Brenna. Miss you so much, Brenna. I love you so much, baby, baby. Um, Brenna, Andrew's girlfriend, uh, FaceTimed him, or he FaceTimed her. And I thought she was calling him because he held up his phone while we're live. And I go, don't call her right now. That's going to be distracting. But it was so sweet. He called, or I thought she was calling. So I go, don't pick up. Like, call her later because we're on live. We just had gotten on live. It gets confusing with too many screens. Love you, Brenna, if you're listening. Um, And then he picked up and it was so glad because Brenna knew we were on live. And she said to him, she goes, I just got off the phone With my sister and my, like, she was talking to, you know, my aunt and stuff. And I was just telling them how excited I am about our relationship. It was, like, so vulnerable in front of our besties. Because Brenna trusts you, too. Because Andrew, uh, like, talked about her so much. It was so sweet. And so then we sang Lover by Taylor Swift to celebrate Andrew and Brenna's love. And she sang with us. And then we let her go because there was a delay and it was a little bit hard. And then I, I just sang a couple more Taylor Swift songs. Then Andrew had to go. Uh, call her back, and so I, I'm always reluctant to be alone on those things because if you don't know, I'm, I'm kind of pursuing a singing songwriting hobby slash career, and um, I haven't really started songwriting. I wrote one song once, and it, it I didn't even really finish it, but just like scared to do it. I'm scared that people are just gonna listen to me because you know they're being nice or because I'm, you know, it's like Michael Jordan playing baseball. Like no one really wants it, but will entertain it. And I don't need to compare myself to Michael Jordan. It's really like Michael Jordan playing Taylor Swift songs on a guitar. That is what it's like. Because, you know, I, 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 I'm like a team, I'm like a 12 year old when I, when I play her on guitar, but, um, I need an audience. I need to perform to practice. And it's just so easy to go on Instagram live and, and cultivate a little, little audience that's so supportive. And, So Andrew goes to bed and usually I just like, if he has to go, I have to go because I always need him there next to me to justify, like if I'm not good, at least Andrew's doing something funny, like rapping along to it or doing beatboxing off, off rhythm. And so there's some entertaining value despite me being bad. Andrew's next to me being bad too. (laughs) But last night he had to go to bed and I still had more songs in my heart. And then some besties in the chat were like, like, encore, like, more, and I was like, okay, I'll do one more, and I, like, sang August, which is the song on her album that I'm, my number one played song of last year, I think I listened to it for 366 days in 2000, which isn't even possible, um, but in 2020, and, and it came out in July, but I played that song, and then I was like, guys, thank you so much, and everyone was so nice, and then Noah, like, someone really, like, they go illicit affairs and it's the song that I've been practicing like so much and I really wanted to play it, but I was like, oh, it's too self-indulgent because they really go there. I'm like, "I, I don't know if you guys all have this, but there's, and someone, one of the besties pointed out, they were like, you, you look your happiest self. I've never seen you glow so much as when you're playing music and it's like, I really do feel that way. It's, I feel that way on stage at, you know, when I'm performing and I'm really in the zone. But music really brings it out in me, and um, I just appreciated someone saw that. And it felt like, again, like a close friend. But you guys were also supportive of me, and you let me sing Illicit Affairs. And then they let me, before the songs, I was trying, oh, this is the best part. I am so happy that so many besties wrote in the chat that they are converted Swifties from me playing Taylor Swift songs. That like now they appreciate her in a way they didn't before or didn't give her a chance to. And that's like the best gift you can give me is that you can, that I sound at least decent enough that you can accept her into your heart to maybe check it out on your own. But someone, but I gave a little tutorial about these songs and like what they mean. Cause I love storytellers, like that show on VH1 where I wanna know this. I know you're not a lyric head, Noah. Noah doesn't pay attention to lyrics really. And I think some people do that and some people don't. But let's be honest, a lot of the lyrics, Noah listens to is like
3: "chain me up and run in hell no, it's like
1: no, no. I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> no 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 I'm kidding but some people just like, I'm also a converted the- Swifty I just want to tell you I, kn- I was like vehemently against listening to someone like Taylor Swift because I was a metalhead but I love her music I think really she's so talented Abs- yes absolutely
1: oh my god that makes me so freaking
2: happy because you know
1: it's it's a it's a she's someone that I indulge in that I feel like people don't respect my musical taste sometimes. And if you don't respect my musical taste because I don't like Taylor Swift, I don't respect your musical taste and I think you're like, Kuh. like people who don't like Taylor Swift based on like shake it off or never getting back together. Swifties know that when someone says that's their favorite song or that's all they know of her, we just roll our eyes and go, come on. And by the way, those two songs are amazing too. But um, yeah, I, I gave a little tutorial about the, meaning and the behind folklore like the the songs I was singing and like where she wrote them from and I think I want to do a podcast about Taylor Swift like I want to do like a special episode maybe not of this show but of like teaching people about kind of the history like the music behind it do you do you like hearing like the story behind songs Noah do you ever do on Spotify it says genius lyrics or like it, it'll give you oh, a little it's really cool on Spotify on some songs if you play the song and look, you know how they have like a little, they'll have like a little gif that's repeating sometimes. Some really famous songs. uh, First time I noticed it was with the song Runaway Train by, Runaway Train never coming back. Soul Asylum. Yeah. Soul Asylum, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Runaway Train. All I heard you say was Asylum, which does sound like a band you would listen to. (laughs) Just Asylum.
3: Asylum.
1: That's written in that like metal font. But Soul Asylum, yeah. That You can play that, and it like walked you through how the song got written, kind of the history of how that song came out and the drama behind it. I love hearing that stuff. I want to know what the meaning is behind songs so badly. What's your favorite song, Noah? And I know that's a a, what's one of your favorite songs? I should ask that.
2: Oh man, first one that really put me on the spot. First one that comes to mind. Okay, um, right now, like, what are you listening to right now? That like, if I've been listening to a lot of Willie Nelson. Mm. And uh I guess the song that comes to mind is Hands on the Wheel. I really like that song.
1: Um what is it about that song that you like? I'm not familiar with it. Uh, is you just like a, a good safety instruction in a song? <laughs>
2: <laughs> about 10 driving and 2. well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you
1: like you love uh two changes 10 and 2 and um check your rearview mirror. Um you it's a good driving song you said.
2: No, it's not. It's kind of like a slow song, and it's just like about the world, I guess, just a, oh. in, in Willie Nelson's interpret lyrical interpretations. I'll give it a listen.
1: I, I actually can't wait to do that. Um, there's a really good song that I love that reminded me when you said it's about the world, because it's called Oh, What a World. It was written by Casey Musgraves, and it was written by her when she was on Mushrooms, oh. and – It's the perfect. I made my friend uh, Robbie. (laughs) I'm going to say that to protect his identity. (laughs) Um, We were on Mushrooms and I made him listen to a song that was written on Mushrooms while we watched a sunset. And it's just, she goes, oh, what a world. I don't want to leave some kind of magic. It's hard to believe that it's she's. It's just saying, oh, what a world. I don't want to leave. It's like, I don't want to leave this place, but like just embracing the magic. It's just cool to listen to a song that you know was written on psychedelics, you know, like Sgt. Pepper, the entire album. I'll never forget LSD. I want to try because Paul McCartney said his life was cut into two before and after he did LSD. Like that's how he defines his life. That is so that means a lot like He doesn't cut up his life until like before and after 1964 when the Beatles became the Beatles or, you know, a lot of people say after my mom died. My life is before my mom died and after. And um, right now, this podcast is before Andrew came in and after. Andrew!
3: That was a weak burp.
1: Hi, Andrew.
3: Hi. Hi. Can you burp on command? No. Come on. I really can't. Try.
1: I can't. That's just <laughs> a sound. That was a sound. That was like me doing a Tim Allen impression. <laughs> the
3: oldest um, brother's not doing well, apparently. What? The old... That oh, I thought hair. your
1: brother... I thought that's why you were like late coming in. I thought you were like, the oldest brother, my <sighs>
3: I wish he was dead.
1: You wish he wasn't doing well. Oh. He's been doing well your whole life.
3: It's sad. Dude, it's sad.
1: Noah, we uh. were talking about... Good job. Uh. I just want to get right to okay. it. Okay. Because we did my origin story yesterday on the show. Oh. First of all, Andrew, I asked our listeners at the top of the show to send this show to friends in their life who might need the show. So we might have some new listeners on this one. Okay. So I just want to be aware of that. Um Andrew Collin is my best friend. Uh, started out as my dog walker, long story. We've covered that before, but it's you can hear the history of that somewhere when you go back in the archives. Started out as was a comedian forever, dog walker, knew he was a comedian. He made me laugh the first day, started opening for me on the road immediately. Um then continued to be my dog walker. Then we stopped doing that. And then he uh, he's been my best friend, opener on the road for we met in 2018, January. And now um, I moved to St. Louis, was living with my parents, wanted to get an apartment by myself, was too scared to live alone, wanted a friend, have no friends that aren't living with boyfriends or like have their own roommates or would want to live in St. Louis. So I asked Andrew, um, (laughs) who is probably my number one choice anyway, told him, let's come to St. Louis, be my podcast co-host. And here he is living with me in St. Louis, Missouri. And we are in our podcast studio in our apartment. And it's the best life because we woke up this morning and today was a great morning. We woke up, I texted him, you want to get Starb? He's like, yes. We go out, we go out, Andrew now has downloaded the mobile order app.
3: Oh, it's a good one.
1: If you're getting Starbucks on the reg and you're waiting in line, <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing with your life?
3: It's so funny how many things I've done that- It's uh, like the
1: TSA uh, pre of Starbucks.
3: Yeah. I'll get there too one day. But yes, go ahead.
1: We we go to Starbucks. Um, we have a great talk on the way there. Um just getting along this I mean we we pretty much always get along have a great little talk there then we sit down and then we go the good stuff didn't happen until we got back here and what even got us on the subject
3: I have no idea I, sometimes we uh wake up in the morning in a really giggly mood yes and we're very uh we don't have any stress it's the one time especially for you sometimes I feel like you you don't think about what's on your plate or what you have to do and you're just a fun guess, little guess fun what i person. have to do today uh, nothing hopefully. nothing <laughs> that's great
2: that's why i'm
1: in a good mood yeah,
3: yeah i have yeah. nothing to do except, except this. this
1: podcast which doesn't feel like work yes, ever i've yeah. never dreaded this podcast it's the only thing i can ever say about anything in my life like that um so we were i was eating making my oatmeal And uh, we started getting on the subject of Andrew getting arrested. We talk about, oh, you have a background check because we have an announcement coming up. But oh, big announcement, folks. Andrew and I are about to embark on this journey um, (laughs) that involves him getting a background check, me getting about like and signing contracts and stuff. And you were talking to a a lawyer about (laughs) a background check. And I said, have you been arrested more than just, you know, having a warrant out for your arrest when you were speeding in a Manatee zone, which he covered the other day? And you said, Yes.
3: Yes, I have. I got arrested in college. Um, we were out. We were at a bar called. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was <laughs> that
1: was me, you guys.
3: Just kidding. It wasn't. <laughs> uh, we are at a bar called Miss Maze, which is a New Orleans staple, which is probably underwater right now. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. No, actually. So this bar, a little history on this bar has never closed wow. ever. It only closed for an hour and a half during Katrina. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the like the the story behind. Yeah, but like really it's never it's open 24 hours you Probably a day. still could have
1: popped in but you had to float in so
3: <laughs> Yeah, you get a floaty baby. Yeah, but a little floater on there a little 151 and Bacardi
1: So this place is never closed. It's been open since 1786.
3: It's literally across the street from a police station mm. my buddy and this, they
1: built that across the street because they were like, "Let's just."
3: I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, my we friend could used to have here. a joke
1: that they, they should have a breathalyzer on the, um, the Taco Bell drive-through speaker. Oh my god! At three a.m. and it would just like they could just collect. You know, it's like a speed trap.
3: Yeah, sometimes you <laughs> think cops could easily get more drunk drivers if they wanted. But anyways, yeah. So um, we're in the bar and this girl. I felt like was like looking at me, like checking me out. I was mm-hmm. hammered, yeah. and I was like, and then I was looking at her, and she's like, "Well, what are you looking at?" That's what she said to me. She goes, "What are you looking at?" I go, uh, "I don't know, nothing that special, I guess, something like that, something along like." Cause it sounds she like was, a
1: podcast the other day. You're not special, but you're yeah,
3: you're, you're lovable. Well, she wasn't either, and uh, <laughs> and so and so she goes to me. She goes. She, she she gets her friend and like she taps her friend. She goes, "This guy's a fucking asshole." Oh, God. And then next thing you know, uh, her friend like gets in my face, and then I get my buddies, my buddy Seth, and uh, I was like, "Yo, this girl's being kind of a bitch." He's like, "Yeah, you're a bitch to her," and then she throws her drink in my buddy's face. My buddy reacts and. Th- Throws his drink in her face. Mm-hmm. Then the two guys end up getting. You know, mm-hmm. this, is, this, it's just, a, this, is this is a, a classic New Orleans night.
1: Classic <laughs> beginning of a fight. So let's get to it. You get in a fight.
3: Yeah. So they get they get in a fight. I just break it up. The owner of Miss Mays, who obviously is very good friends with the cops across the street. Yeah. He gets in the middle.
1: He puts on the close sign. He goes, "We're this is the hour we're going to." Yeah,
3: yeah. We're going to close down. You guys, you guys,
1: the closing time. Let's yeah. wrap this up. Honestly, you go, I... guys,
3: you never close. <laughs> you never close, man. Except treat Katrina for twenty two <laughs> minutes, bro. If you live in New Orleans, I'm sure you're enjoying this story. Uh, so then uh beignet. Danny. So Benye Beignet? Beignet.
1: beignet.
3: <laughs> yeah, Kanye. So, oh yeah,
1: I guess I say like yay.
3: <laughs> you know, beignet. I, I, I never had a beignet. Anyway, so um they You get... look like you look like a beignet. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I am what I eat. <laughs> you would think
1: (laughs) you are what you don't eat if you put some sugar powder on me (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding bruno we miss you so much
3: i miss you baby um so they get in a fight i break it up i push the owner which is just a mistake but i really wasn't fighting i was just trying to break it up yeah but it all started because this girl goes what are you looking at you know so it started
1: with you just drunkenly gazing at her
3: yeah, I probably gazed a little bit. We, oh, I've been gazed. Yeah. So uh been gazed. <laughs> anyway, so out that didn't work. So we're walking down the street, me and Seth, and we're like, "Okay, we got away. We didn't get in the fight. Everything's fine." Next thing you know, four cop cars roll up on us. I'm like, oh my god! Like I've never been arrested. They're like, put your hands behind your back. I was like, we didn't even fight. We didn't even throw a punch. It, they, the owner definitely called the cops from across the street. He yeah. was like, take care of these fucking kids. He just he put whistled his hand loud on
1: them. and goes, guys over here.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and and uh, he had a,
1: can, a soup can with a string <laughs> a, that led to their window, <laughs> like a a teen in an '80s movie with his neighbor. Yeah, they were across the street.
3: Uh, so we end up going to jail i do remember being so drunk i was in the back i took the handcuffs you know me i'm not that flexible i i managed to put the handcuffs in front of me which cops don't like that when they open the door and they're like no. oh, what are you doing you got the handcuffs in front and then i remember you're like ta-da <laughs> they're like ta-da you're going well, you're going to spend another four years in jail yeah and so and uh, but I was drunk, and I was like, Ooh, I'm in jail. My handcuffs are in front. You
1: made a good point that when white people go to jail, white and
3: college I, kids, yeah, white college
1: kids. It's like a good. This is a story. Yeah. This is a something. This is a temporary thing, and and I don't mean to say like every black person that goes to jail doesn't feel that way too, but I think it's a different vibe for oh. white people that go. Like I celebrate my arrest. Like I, there was a part of me that thought this might be forever because when you are handcuffed and you're sober, you realize like. This is out of my control and it's yes. the worst feeling. But there is like always a um a the way white people talk about being arrested is always like you said it was like bungee jumping.
3: Yeah, that was a great analogy. You know you're not gonna get hurt and you know you're gonna have a good time and a good story.
1: And it's and you're gonna and you could get hurt though, but and it's like kind of risky and and like kinda of makes you a badass, but in the end, it's not gonna affect your life as much as maybe someone else. And black people, I don't know if they bungee jump.
3: All but. I know is I was <laughs> yeah, I was in there, and uh, so I go downtown, they take me to jail, they put me in a holding cell with, like, 20 other guys at first. One of the guys actually owned a pizza place that we would see all the time, and we're like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, they got me for a DUI. I was like, it's cool, you know, whatever, like, pretending like we're, like, these cool, badass guys, you know? <laughs> so we're in jail we're in this holding tank there's one shitter in the middle of the Wait, tank when
1: did the thing happen with you and the boxers Oh,
3: well, so I'll, I'll tell you so then so i thought we'd get out you know in a couple hours next thing you know they're like well you're going upstairs you got to put it this is the time to put the orange jumpsuit on so i'm like Shit. and i'm starting to get more silver so i'm like oh no i'm just a nice jewish boy like i oh went from like God. this badass like drunk guy so they get me in the holding cell and it's a it's a square of, like, the biggest badass New Orleans criminals, and then just me and my buddy Seth, and... How
1: many guys are in this?
3: Honestly, like, 30 guys. Okay. And they're all in a square, so you are all can guys see that everyone. Been, that
1: are being transferred to the orange suits? Yes. Okay, from the holding cell to the jail. Okay. So you
3: gotta take off your clothes that you're wearing to put on the orange jumpsuit. I right. did, So everyone goes... They go, strip down to your boxers.
1: Strip down to your boxers, they say.
3: I... Uh, was free balling which I would do in college. My uh, my jeans really stank. They smelled like uh, You know
1: if you just knew to the show Andrew went through a really depressive and phase in college and didn't take care of himself And he barely does laundry now and that's not offensive to you, but no you, like no. you don't do it as much as like girls do No, but I don't think any guys really do
3: um, I put all everything together. It's a it's a mashed potatoes and the steak all go in at the yeah, same you're, time. Yeah,
1: it's a Thanksgiving dinner in the yeah. in the, yeah. In yeah. the washer put it on and, cold. Yeah, and that's why I gotta <laughs> empty out the gravy tray after every time you use it. I've been so, emptying out
3: that tray a lot.
1: I know. Thank you. So <laughs> you you were not like very. Uh, you didn't take care of yourself at this time. I I heard that you you go. You know, I think a lot of guys don't wear boxers in college, like with with their jeans. And I go, I don't think that's a thing.
3: I don't know. I think it was like a rock and roll phase where you just like you wear jeans until they fucking turn into fucking trash. The
1: reason you wear, I realize, (laughs) wear underwear when girls don't wear underwear and it's like sexy and they're wearing jeans and they're like, I'm not wearing anything. I'm like. Then your your jeans are gonna smell like pussy. Like you you would never rewear under. Then your jeans are your underwear, and now you're rewearing underwear. Do, we, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? So it's but like
3: I think the idea that denim is thicker, so it, for some reason it works like no, stronger than no, underwear. It,
1: it, it, yes, it, it definitely does for sure. Like and you can kind of It maybe does it hides stains more. But you were getting pre come and like just drips post-cum. from your post come come during come DC. You were getting it all you're getting, you know, pissed when you didn't shake your dick off enough. You uh, probably had little shit stains in there. Because uh, you know little. You have there's streaks. I mean, dirty, <laughs> dirty jeans that you probably never I would say you never wash these. No,
3: they weren't. No. They just and they no molded underwear. around me. Yeah. So
1: and then he kinda put it together that back in college he had a girlfriend that would like She blew never, me one time. She only blew him one time and we were talking about it. He he brought it up to me. he goes, Noah. Uh, or he's carrying a
3: sixty nine. Was the only time yeah, she ever blew me. I was on top.
1: Yeah, because she just couldn't get away. Yeah, from it. yeah, like, yeah. There's no. It's
3: a hate crime. She, yeah. yeah,
1: she wanted to do a seventy three, but like you,
3: she wanted the eighty six out of there. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to call one eight seven.
1: <laughs> she wanted to call. Not, she wanted to call the cops across the street. So, uh, Soup cam. so. She, <laughs> You wish a girl said soup can when she opened uh, up your pants. Yeah,
3: I've gotten tuna can opener.
1: Thimble, <laughs> <laughs> what's it for? So then, the not So then, Andrew. Andrew said that one time we were talking about how like she never went down on him. Which to me, like if you're in a relationship, girl, I've heard of guys not going down on girls, and that's it's usually just because of the girl's insecure or the guy is just a. a just thinks it's, I don't know. There's a, it, or it could be like a smell thing and the guy's too embarrassed to tell the girl and the girl yeah. doesn't know about it. But then we realized it was definitely because your dick was oh. just uh, was slopping around in those.
3: My Grendel old, must have smelled like jeans. Grendel. You know yeah. what I mean? It was bad under there. Yeah. It, it was moldy. There I, was...
1: He said that. I loved that you go, I remember when you pointed that out to me, Nikki. Like, I always thought my girlfriend was like kind of a stingy, yeah. like, didn't want to go down on me because she just liked it. But she was probably just like, didn't want to uh, die.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't want to catch That sepsis. in my dick was way too big, you Yeah, know? and that, she,
1: like, had such a tiny little mouth.
3: Yeah, such a little mouth and so no teeth. So Andrew
1: drops Trow in this holding cell.
3: And I'm the only one. Only one. Only, only one not wearing boxers out of fucking 40 guys. So there was, like... And know what?
1: Sp- you know how insecure he is about the size of his penis, even though Andrew is definitely average at best. Yeah. And... <laughs> and... Which is, like, fine. You know me. I'm a girl that, like, hates when girls talk about, I need a big dick. Guys need to have big dicks. Like, if you're listening to the show and you have a small dick... Fucking, I would date you. We could have a great relationship, and I would be so sexually satisfied. Let's stop saying that, girls. Um, but so I've. But you, you're someone who, has, in the past, has really compared yourself to other men's dicks and been like kind of obsessed with it.
3: But guys know this. Every guy knows this. When you have mm. to show your dick to cough during a physical, if you have to get naked in a shower, yeah, you want with it to your fr- look good. No, and yeah, and because of that, your it dick shrinks. goes inside your it body It becomes a clit. Yeah, it, it, it becomes less than a clit.
1: Um. So you, I asked him, I go, no, because this is just the worst. And it's 30 degrees
3: in there, by the way. It was cold in there, so much pressure, spotlight on my dick because I'm the only one. Even if you had a giant
1: dick, you being the only naked guy with all these really (laughs) rough and tough guys, 30 of them, including your friend who is going to tell everyone about Everybody, this. Everybody, yeah. Like, otherwise, if you were alone, it would be, like, you, your story to keep. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. your friend sees you is laughing at you. You never want to witness.
1: And <laughs> you have to, and I said, did you try to hide it? But you, the cutest thing is he goes, I tried to hide it, but, like, also act like I wasn't trying <laughs> to hide it. Which, there's so much going on in his brain. It was like Katrina in your fucking brain. Uh, it was a
3: storm man, of, like... I wish I could close down for an hour, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It Old was bad. Mazes are I was like help. yeah, Miss maze. I was like half covering, but a half is just like a, So
1: we have 1 minute to get to the news. Oh, uh,
3: so anyway, so then they put me in the orange jumpsuit. I go into my own jail cell and I walk in and there's the biggest baddest looking dude i've ever seen in my life he was probably 450 pounds black guy probably six foot four and he had mashed potatoes all over his face
2: mm. and Did you know, he, was I, he I,
1: white maybe he was he used your jeans as a napkin <laughs> 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 i feel like his face looked like the inside of your jeans <laughs> when you say mashed potatoes just like smears of white
3: you know <laughs> exactly like it and then i was you like said he
1: was like a sleeping bear like you were like oh my god
3: i'm so scared and i was so sheltered at the time from even like i didn't have that many black friends and then you're in new orleans you're in jail so then i'm like imagining the worst thing oh, ever you're, you're and projecting like, so many so fears many onto
1: him so as soon as he starts um, waking from his hibernation. What he's like, do? Ugh. he's Ugh. kind and of he's rolling, like, coming out of sleep. And he looks
3: at me and he's like half sleeping and, and I walk right up to the top. He's bunk. already
1: looking at him when he opens the, when the guy I, opens his eyes, Andrew's already staring at him with his hand extended.
3: I, I go, hi there. I'm Andrew Collin. Full name. <laughs> hi, hi sir. I'm Andrew Collin.
1: And he, Nice and he shakes me. his hand.
3: And I shake his hand and, and he's like, what is <laughs> he probably thinks I'm like a, like a undercover bo- uh, cop.
1: So it turns out that this guy got arrested for public intoxication. He was the nicest guy ever. He and was, he was so nice. They bonded. When Andrew gets out, he leaves behind the guy. And what did you say to the guy?
3: So we get along. We're talking about life. Whatever. I find out he's in there for public intoxication. He goes, hey man, I tried to call my wife. She didn't pick up. Here's my phone number. I was like, man, I got you. My word is Bond.
1: He goes, I'm going to call your wife. He goes, Can you do one thing for me? Call my wife when you get out of here and let her know I'm okay. And he like,
3: shook on it again. And he,
1: and then I'm going to reach out to her and, like, if she's worried about me. And he goes, My word is Bond. And then he went to a keg party and yeah. never followed up. And to me, I cannot. I am so sorry. So every sorry. time I eat
3: mashed potatoes, I think I'm going to get stabbed your in the neck Your word
1: is Bond, all right? It's, yeah. It's
3: a uh, gold bond. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It is uh, powdery and it looks like if you put it on me, I'd look like a little beignet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, that story. And that's
3: my origin story. Now,
1: there's so much more to tell because we got into it, but the, Andrew is a bottomless pit of great <laughs> stories. And I love how honest you are and how you'll tell. Every little detail of these stories that you just think most people would take to their grave, and you should have taken it because to your grave because you should have died back then so many times because I of mean, how you lived. I
3: should have got sepsis from my genes. Oh my god! I just found that with sepsis. I know was. I did
1: too. We just <laughs> did we find that out yesterday?
3: No, I asked you. what Yeah, it was. you
1: asked me, and I said it's a blood poisoning, which I believe is like if you have an infection, it, it goes into your yeah, blood. Yeah, you it didn't kills look
3: you. that. You didn't look that up. I <laughs> know.
1: I just I'm guessing.
3: Oh, but so I think that's what it is. So neither one of us knows. Let's
1: get to the news.
3: <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, hey, you heard it here first. Yeah, first, everybody. Oh, I hope you have having a great time. I hope you have a great weekend out there. Have all the swells. And make sure you guys, if you're living in Texas, wear a condom because, you know, government.
1: Shout out to people in Texas who are so ashamed of living in that state and feel like, oh. Yeah. Like, I, you know, people are like, are you going to cancel your Austin date? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know like, yeah, you don't want to give the government's going to make money off of my show. Do you want to support a government like
3: a you don't want to keep entertainment away from the people that actually don't.
1: But you also want to incentivize people to take a stand against spend. I don't know. It's tough. And the answer is no, I'm not canceling it. (laughs) Yeah, I got to
3: pay my Corolla. bill. um,
1: Yeah, I donated to Planned Parenthood yesterday. If you have the money to give, um, there's so many charities out there and it felt really good. Like. Fuck yeah. It takes two seconds. You know, that's the thing where it's, it, when you donate, it doesn't, sometimes it's so fast because you just like, all your information fills in on your phone and it's like, boom, money just gone. It doesn't feel as good as like putting a money in a tip jar, taking it out. Like, yeah. Like, you like a
3: Venmo like transfer.
1: It, it, it's almost so quick that you, do, you know, because sometimes you buy things and it's so fast you don't realize you're spending the money and that's good for capitalism. But like for philanthropy, you kind of want some tangible thing of like, I gave and I will say that despite the transaction being so fast and I did it within seconds, I-, I let it sink in that, like, I did something selfless. I used money that I could have used on a Sephora thing. Um, on that, like I, no, it's awesome. and I'm not gonna spend that money on something else. Like it's not. I do have a, a spendable money to be able to do that, and I'm grateful is there for an that.
3: App for that, or is it? Just I just the- went to
1: PlannedParenthood.org, oh, okay. and okay,
3: they.
1: I think they they've been sending me texts because I donate to them monthly, but they sent me texts of like, "Fuck, shit just went down." That's the only way I found out about it. I don't get bad news otherwise. Unless I get Nancy Pelosi writing me. Hey, it's Nancy. I'm always like, is this my aunt or Pelosi? (laughs) (laughs) Both are uh, asking asking for money.
3: money.
1: (laughs) 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 All right, what's the news?
3: Uh, Dating apps are adding, yes, speaking of abortion, uh, no, but dating apps are adding new features to make the apps more than just mindless swiping. They're adding like all these different features of like video and shit to keep you on the app. So they're trying to like, almost become their own attention. Facebook and keep you on there longer. So that's then they get more what, advertisers.
1: That's what every social media company is doing is your, it's not your money. That is your time. It's your attention. Like that, that they want. It's your attention. They're going after your screen time, the hours you see on their phone. And I always forget that. I think, Oh, as long as I'm not spending money, I'm not getting tricked, but it's not about that. It's about your time. Yes. And now, so what are they doing? Cause I, I want to get into a new well, app. if
3: You think about it too. Like, Especially if you don't pay for the app like Bumble or whatever you get like 30 swipes which you're swiping in a matter of 20 oh, Bumble, seconds You only get 30 or wh- whatever. Oh, right, I just right. like sometimes uh, they limit it. Th- there's a limited number So and if you're, you're swiping quick and you're only looking minutes. at the first photo you're on there for two minutes So they're yeah, trying and on to,
1: Bumble especially in like a more rural rural <laughs> That reminds me of that 30 Rock play that <laughs> Jenna is in. It's called The Rural Juror. And everyone's, she's like, I'm doing a play. Liz, are you coming to my movie? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, The Rural Juror. And they're like, the rur-juror. Uh, so in rural rural areas, that word sucks. Um, uh, so Bumble. Bumble, the, the guys, the the so quality they- drops off after
3: five. So okay. it's
1: like I'm on there for oh, two yeah. seconds. Yeah. That's
3: true, too. And also, the next, the last 95% have a match with you. So you're like,
1: Oh, yeah. For girls, it's different.
3: Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Bumble has a new feature that lets users set up a virtual trivia date if they match with someone. Oh, that's kind of fun. They can also send voice memos to each other.
1: Wait. Let me pull up my Bumble right now and see if that's all happened. I used to pay for Bumble Premium. Tinder um,
3: has Swipe Night, a live interactive dating feature where singles follow a storyline together. At the end, they'll be able to talk about the story, analyze the different clues, and help solve the mystery together.
1: Listen, this doesn't sound like it's going to take off, but no. at least they're trying.
3: They should also have an app where uh, you meet up to fuck.
1: Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> swipe right to see three... I'm on Bumble right now. It says swipe right to see three short films inspired by real Bumble success stories. Um, that's kind of... I would watch that, actually. <laughs> I like hearing about success stories of people who have met on these apps because... Um, That's how people are meeting now. I feel
3: like that's like it's weird to meet in person. If you're someone
1: I know if you're someone out there uh, who just go is single and you are looking for a relationship or hookup or whatever, and you're like, I'm not going to do the apps. Stop it! I'm doing. I'm going back to that same thing I said the other day about people who say I can't meditate. Oh, my thoughts are. I'm a person that I really don't watch TV. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't. I can't meditate. It's like you. Everyone thinks that. That's why you meditate. Everyone. You're not special. Even yes. if you have the worst ADD, you can still meditate. You can still at least attempt to it.
3: You're not special. You're lovable.
1: So if you're yes, exactly. You're not unique. Stop. Stop opting out of things because you're scared and embarrassed and feel like if someone sees me on them. If someone sees you on. Them, Bumble, they're on bumble too so yeah. i i had this talk with one of my friends of like because she was like i can't do it i just I, it's not for me and i go S- all you do you complain about not being able to find a guy stop then 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 sign up to be alone because this is how it's happening bitch especially nope. with covid we're not going out anymore and socializing as much
3: but also though if you are on these dating sites don't just stay on the dating site meet up in person even
1: yeah i mean that's, you know what i mean like i think like thing. yeah I, uh, I, a bumble though is hard for me because I, it requires the woman to make the first move. And uh, a lot of times, you know, I talk about this book, Getting Two I Do, about male and female energy mm-hmm. and how you need to like lean into one or the other. And it's very uh, a masculine energy thing for a woman to make the first move. There's a way to do it on bumble. I think that allows the man to still be in that position of, uh, of a masculine energy you can ask him something what do you think about something that's a, a masculine question to ask or you can say um uh let me know if you have or like you can there's got i don't know noah what do you I think would you be could a good o- open line open the
3: discussion while also not taking like a masculine role like you can by asking a question yeah you're init- you're initiating but that doesn't mean you're like taking control. Well, Dr. Pat
1: Allen, who wrote Getting to I Do, said never be the first to initiate. So, But this, she
3: wasn't around during Bumble.
2: I know. So I wonder what she would say. Noah, what do you think is a good um, opening line? I would say that Bumble is kind of like the invitation. So it's like when you're reaching out to the guy first, you're inviting him in and then he can take over and then you can have like that role dynamic. You could just say hi. Just say hi. Or like a winky face or something like that. Or remember, like eyes like
1: like because you're right. supposed to do a five second stare the five right second to get a part. guy to talk to you exactly um women aren't if you want to be a you know a guy to come up to you uh and be a feminine energy woman you're supposed to give him a five second stare and stare at him for five seconds because that's without question he'll know that you're into him so yeah <laughs> a high or like just a, um just a like a, a little any, like even a dot 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 or something like to let boy, him know that he, he has permission now to talk to you because that's i think only you way.
3: write hey picking you up on thursday at 9 p.m wear something sexy you little bitch something like that <laughs> i think you should write
1: a little um i wrote can i say what i wrote to a guy <laughs> yeah. yeah let's hear it i said hi you're one of the best looking men in st louis congrats that's great <laughs> what do you think of that noah very complimentary it wasn't Funny. asking anything. It wasn't me, like, going, come here. It was just like, this is a thing. This is just a truth. Here you go.
3: Here's a trophy. Yeah. Everyone wants a trophy.
1: Yeah, and it's true. I mean, yeah. Bum- like I said, Bumble stacks the attractive people first. So you go, oh, my God, this is, like, yeah. awesome. And then it drops off severely. And it's just. He the d- problem is, is all
3: those people are matching. Like everyone's getting those same five people, so to get them to actually date you is very difficult. Well not you. I'm just saying, you know, someone not as hot.
1: No, it's not about hotness. <laughs> I think it's about Well apps are mainly about your your hotness and that's unfortunate because it's there I wish there was a way to like put your energy or, like, your pheromones like, uh, in it. What's like,
3: whatchamacallit, on uh, Ted Lasso, Banter. Oh, Banter, it's all yeah. all based off of how witty you are.
1: Oh, Banter. I'm doing, I can do a very good impression mm. of, uh, at least I'm trying, of, Um, of, of, of
3: uh, what's her name? the little girl. Yeah,
1: Keely. If, if she's like, Rebecca. <laughs> she kind of, like, talks like a little mouse. I think she's so hot, and I really want to, like, role play as her because I, there's someone I've, Talk to who's I can tell is kind of
3: into her. Into
1: her because when we've watched or talked about Ted Lasso, he, I can just feel his energy being like kind of horny for her, and so I think I want to do it like a I want to dress as her for like Halloween or something because she <laughs> it's a good Halloween costume. And sometimes I just like talk like this. Have you ever
3: worn a, a brunette wig in bed?
1: No, but I I just got low lights, so I'm I'm getting there.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> low lights <laughs>
3: sounds so fucked up because it's I like even highlights is blonde hair and low lights is brown hair.
1: I mean it's yeah, it's just a color spectrum, man. Yeah. All right, next story.
3: A quick thinking UK teen rushes to save people trapped in a burning building and said she knew what to do because of her favorite Disney TV show, nine one one. There's so a Disney teen... TV
1: show called nine one one.
3: Yeah, I guess. It's just people
2: is she just is this just cops? It's not it's not, it's not really kids. a Disney. <laughs> it's it's just on Disney Plus, Andrew. I'm not sure the uh, the network that does it.
1: Oh, nine one one is a um yeah, it's a dr- drama show. It's like a yeah. uh, oh. about cops about and, like emergency
2: uh, services.
1: Yeah, I think that Colin Donald guy is on that show. No, that's Chicago Med, but uh, it's uh, one of those shows. Right? Oh,
3: okay, I thought it was like Cop kids. Like, you it thought was,
1: it was like Kim Possible, or it, like That's So Raven.
3: Yeah, it's like people getting like shot and stabbed, but like in cartoon form. The
1: backyard of <laughs> cops. That was a reference that you didn't hear the other day. Okay. All right. So this fourteen-year-old
3: was walking her dog when she noticed a burning smell, like her favorite TV show about emergency services. She decided to investigate and found black smoke coming out of the apartment building. She ran to her dad and
1: they, got a camera.
3: They got a camera. They filmed the and whole a trailer thing. Trailer
1: and craft services. And she
3: just got her own show on Epcotville.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay Disney Epcot minus okay so
3: low lights um yeah so her dad so, can- so they brought a ladder and so a bunch of people got out on the ladder that they brought over so wow. like through watching a tv show she managed to figure it out yeah. I mean I guess it's pretty ballsy to do something like that I don't know if I would do something like no, that. no you
1: bet de- in at,
3: we don't back have in a ladder the day, you would
1: not do that and I don't know that you do it now I you've done it No, because, you know what, I'm someone who, and I'll say this is like a really, this is a character flaw that I'm working on, like, I'm someone who kind of falls for the bystander effect, which is, you know, Kitty Genovese was murdered in 1930 or, maybe in the 50s in New York and Brooklyn, it was a famous story, she got stabbed by this guy uh, on her way home from work, and she was screaming for help, and... I think it was like something like 50 people heard this woman shrieking for help and they all assumed that someone else was going to yes. call for help and so no one did and then the guy not only left her left her stabbed crying for help she then got into a corridor and got safe still cr- screaming for help and he came back he had time to come back because and and finish her off because no one did anything and so that was like the touchstone moment for people to be like there's a problem with people turning a blind eye because they assume any someone else is going to handle mm-hmm. it and someone has to and that's why when there is an emergency and you're someone who is taking initiative and maybe someone fell on the street and you're over there like you know talking to them you need to point at someone they say to point at someone and go you
3: wow call
1: 911 because if you just scream call 911 everyone can guess oh that person's calling 911 but really they're on their phone videoing it you know like mm. so you're supposed to point and say you do it I'm someone who one time I was driving from St. Louis to KU back home. It's across Missouri on Highway 70 and in front of me was this pickup truck that was hauling a U-Haul and something happened it swerved and it's it started flipping in the middle of the road and the U- the U-Haul truck behind it was doing a f- like it was flipping yeah. together it was like slow motion and I'm just too scared to see a dead body or like a crumple. Like I just was too scared and there were cars behind me and I was the first car like right behind it. Yeah. I just went around it. Yeah. I couldn't. And that open road, I'll tell you that was a nice little stretch (laughs) open road. No, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I wasn't prepared. Like I was at a point in my life where like I was too selfish. Also, I think like,
3: what could I do? You know, sometimes it's like, I mean, that's an easy cop out, but it's like, what what could I have possibly done? There? Uh, that, but yeah, yeah but yeah, you can like, do a lot. I could
1: have called nine one one even when I was driving. So now I have to make up for that in my life. And so when I do see things now, like I saw a man like wr- writhing in the side of the writhing writhing like writhing like Whoa! like uh, kind of like rolling around in on the highway. I was driving to the airport and he was just like in the side at the on the grass in the highway in like a, kind of a ditch. And I knew because of the bystander effect, people were going to assume that uh, there's so many cars on this highway. Someone's going to call him about him. And my mom was in the car and I go, I'm calling 911. And she was like, don't do that. Someone else. And I go, no, I have to make up for that time. Like, that's that's my amends. You have to make an amends for for that for mashed potatoes. You got to You got to do something that you wouldn't have done. Put the good out there that you didn't for that guy and do a favor for someone like that. You need to go get arrested and say you'll call their wife and I then will. don't go to the kegger that i invite you to to tempt
3: you to test you dude don't test me with a kegger you know me
1: all right let's actually take a quick break and then we'll be back with our weekly sports moment Thrilling. all right we're back um let's do our weekly segment uh where andrew gets to indulge yes. in sharing a sports story that i could maybe care less about but let's see Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. <laughs> that makes was me so happy. the same tone that your girlfriend had when she would uh, take off your pants. When
3: she blew me one time. <laughs> Here's Andrew's uh, yearly blow job. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think you're gonna like this story because it, it's I it's, usually do. There's I a, mean
1: I'm getting into sports, man.
3: I love that about you now. I just got
1: some rollerblades.
3: I'm gonna get into I b- said yes- tampons or whatever.
1: I said yesterday I go, What's Andrew, I- I'm getting into sports. I got rollerblades and he's like Okay. Um, well that's on spo- that's not
3: sports like, I, I, I like rollerblades but I just thought you were like you know. were talking about boxing I was like oh my god she's gonna get into football we're gonna be able to talk about different like, no, things."
1: no I'm getting ro- rollerblading she, baby
3: and she's just rollerblading around the park which I would do with you because I did rollerblade as a kid yeah I love it okay um ESPN okay listen to the story so ESPN aired a high school football game that had a fake team bishop sycamore. To be it appears to have been just an online charter school with a website that resembles worse than a Tumblr blog. Right?
1: This is like Trump University.
3: That yes, the head coach had an active arrest warrant for fraud, and the players lost to a high school team fifty eight zero. A lot of the players on the team were like twenty five, and they had like fake jerseys. So these they, are guys
1: that just wanted to play football, and a guy that wanted on to TV, coach on ESPN. And they how and they did they it? get that?
3: Because people didn't do any back. It just shows you that like You just
1: register as a school and if you have a website yeah. or anything there's one person maybe checking it. She's having a rough day. Her computer's not loading. She's yes. like it's a real website. It's just down right now
3: and then like They were like, "Yeah, we have a ton of D1 team players on our team." And so you're watching the game and you're seeing it unravel on did you Twitter. See it? I watched some of the game is it
1: crazy? But
3: you watch like people writing on Twitter, like, that's not a real school. And then you see it coming into the announcers, and then the announcers are like, we can't verify any of these people being D1 this, uh, recruits. Is this
1: an ESPN offshoot, or was this ESPN, like, ESPN? Oh, I don't
3: know. It might have been Disney+. Plus, but the
1: ESPN, I, Epcot.
3: Epcotville, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was pretty much Maine. But so the team that they're playing is this team called IMG Academy. Who they recruit there in Florida. They recruit You know
1: about this team.
3: Yeah, well IMG is like a huge uh sports uh agent. Like so they, Got it. So they this team is known, it's the best team in the country.
1: For high school. For football.
3: high school football. And you're a
1: big high school football yeah, fan. Yeah. Like you you follow it.
3: I follow it. So they recruit from everywhere, from all over the country. Did so you this love team, this story. Yeah, dude, because this team like I, they finagled away to play the number one team in the country, and it's just, these guys were sharing helmets. There was a video of a guy walking off and threw his helmet to another guy because I mean, they didn't have enough this helmets. This is
1: going to be a movie.
3: Oh, 100%. Uh, Gridiron like, Gang or whatever. Yeah. Or like
1: the Bad News Bears. kind of. I've never seen that movie, but just like a bunch of-
3: like, I said it's the Jesse Smollett of high school oh football. Oh my God,
1: hilarious. <laughs>
3: so they lost 58 nothing through the throughout the, like the announcers were like i think we're kind of worried about the safety of these you know these men that are playing these oh boys.
1: my god
3: and like it was just it was such an amazing story of like you can bullshit your way because no one really everyone oh thinks god. there's no way i can get on espn they're gonna check they're a big it's all confidence It's all. It's all
1: acting like you belong there and convincing people that they're wrong to even question you. I mean, when I used to shoplift in in like uh, college, there was always I just knew. Well, when I got caught, I was walking out of the store and the beeper went off. But like that happens sometimes when you didn't shoplift. You know, like it just there's something on a tag on your shirt that you're wearing, and whenever that happens, you just because you didn't steal anything, you just go. No, nah, like you kind of look at the, cash yeah. reg- the person yeah. at the cash yeah. register and, and you go, I don't know. And they go, go, you know? Yeah. But when you have stolen something, you the blood drains out of your face so quickly. You look like Powder, you know, that movie right away. And then they know. But like I know that really good criminals like, you know, Catch Me If You Can, that Leonardo, oh. he just was these people actually have like do work to believe that they belong. So if you walk into a place confidently, i used to have a friend that one time she wanted to go to the gym with me. I was a member of LA Fitness, she was visiting. She didn't she wasn't a member. And I went in and she was like I'm just going to walk in with you. Like I'll scan my card and walk in. They'll I do this all the time. And she's a person that like has so much confidence no one questions it. And I walked in with her and I looked so guilty that they stopped and were like uh ma'am like what are you doing and she was like you fucking just act cool and i'm like i can't yeah,
3: i can't yeah. be <laughs> that
1: confident
3: well i do think there's there's a one there's a level of confidence two there's a level of the employee doesn't really give a shit so like we think oh they would catch us but they really don't care yeah. there's like a there there's a balance there of them not caring either
1: yes yes
3: but it's, like espn like I don't know. I don't know how many teams actually want to play against IMG because they are that good. You're going to look like shit. So there's like teams that are like number one in Ohio that will play IMG and lose by 40 points. Right. And think about if you're this. You know, it's like a big fish in a small pond, and then you come to New York City and you're like. definitely
1: going to be a movie. I mean, someone has bought the rights to this story without question.
3: (laughs) Yeah, watch those guys. Will
1: Smith or someone is going to do this. (laughs) I can't wait for it. Um, Anyhow, fun
3: story, though, right? So
1: good. Let's get to Fanthrax.
3: Fanthrax. (laughs) Fanthrax.
1: All right, this is our weekly segment where we go through our fan mail, um, and we call it Fanthrax because people used to send Anthrax through the mail, and we don't really know what we're going to get sometimes, but <laughs> this is uh, our fans writing in, leaving us voice messages, which the link to that to leave us a voice memo is in our bio on our Instagram page, which you have to request access to because it's private, Nikki Pod.
2: Let's get to him. Noah. All right, first one is Brandy.
4: I had to stop the podcast and leave a Fanthrax immediately. I'm going to your show by myself in Denver and absolutely love the idea of other besties hanging out, like all of us together. I believe it's the second show. Maybe we could all grab drinks or dinner beforehand. Um, I'll leave a post in the the reddit.
1: Awesome. Well, there we go. I just said that they should make a subreddit for Nikki Glazer Pod. So, she's going to leave a post in the Nikki Glazer Reddit, which I don't go to anymore. But um Brandy is going to post That's from Brandy. Brandy's going to post there. So, if you are also going to the Denver show, um join her and maybe you guys can meet up and have a new friend.
3: And we'll put we'll post in our story on Nikki Glazer Pod yeah, of you like meetup groups. Groups. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um but I do want them to make a subreddit. Brandy, thank you so much for going to the Denver show. I do have to say that night I want to uh, Uh, warn people in denver ahead of time that will um be i will be recording something that night that i'll be recording my special that night i'm not going to say who for but i'm uh, recording a new hour stand-up special and it will be that night in denver both shows no i hope you can be there too um uh andrew will certainly be there and that um those shows usually i do like an hour and 20 minutes or like up to two hours of material unfortunately on those shows i will have to keep it at a tight hour but i promise you it will be a very good refined hour and so i just want to give a heads up for that if you're like it was only an hour but it will be a a, you know a tv taping and if you have good enough seats um and we're gonna do crowd shots wides you know so you'll maybe see yourself maybe wear something bright so you can like pick yourself out have a little Um,
3: bestie section
1: have a sign that will tell you to hold down yeah. during the taping? No. Uh, but it's going to be spectacular and uh, a really fun night. And Andrew, unfortunately, I don't know that if you'll be performing that night. But you'll be there.
3: Nah, it, and that, I'll take the night off. I'll, so you know.
1: if Beth Steezer are looking forward to seeing Andrew that night, I just want to give you a heads up. He might not be performing that night because I, I kind of just need a, a guy that does, you know, that p- pumps yeah. the crowd up in that way. And although you're really good at it, like I need – I've done too many specials where – I just have a, a funny person in front of me, and it needs to be more nuts and bolts of like, here's how a taping works, guys. Yeah, and stuff. I get that. So I'm trying to work a way for you to do a set and, and make an appearance, but um, I'm really excited to tape in Denver, and it's one of my favorite cities to perform in, and I'm doing it at the um, – I think it's – what is it called? Paramount. The Paramount, yes. That's, I thought I had it wrong. The Paramount Theater, which is beautiful and – it's going to, yeah, so if you if you want to get tickets to those shows, I think there's still some available. You can be on camera, and uh, it'll be a special night, and I hope to film some, like, sh- theater shots from outside, people getting excited about it. Who knows what will make the final cut, but thank you. Let's get to the next uh, Fanthrax.
2: Did you want to read one from your messages? Yes.
1: Okay, so this one was really good today, and this one's a little bit, like, I, my defense cockles went up. So it said, hey, Nikki. This is from um, Stuti. Hey, Hey, Nikki. I listened to your podcast after I listened to your podcast after a very long time. I took hiatus from you because you mispronounced and made fun of my name once on your old podcast. But I started missing your comedy and content and came back to it recently. I listened to one where you cried and received hate mails for taking ADD meds. And I wanted to say I'm so sorry you received such unsolicited opinions from people. Please continue to be you and vulnerable with us, your audience. No one should be telling you what to put in your body. Love, stute Big fan, Stuti. Stuti. Um and I wrote to her saying, you know, I'm so sorry I made fun of your name and made made you feel like that. I I I can't imagine that that was my intent, but like it doesn't matter what my intent was. Like you felt that way and I'm so sorry I made you feel that way and will you tell me how to pronounce your name so I can get it right? And so it's uh Stuti and I'm so grateful that you gave me another chance mm. and that um and that you're back on board and thank you so much for writing such a lovely message that is, you know, makes me feel, and that, that was kind of like the same kind of message I got from so many people after last week's shows of just, just so sweet. And um, like, what, I just can't say enough how much I appreciate it. I I didn't ever think that I could be so grateful for fans. I really just, I didn't know this. And um, Can it I play just you makes one my more? life worth living.
2: Yeah. Let me play you okay. one more. I think this is... Uh, Just because of her profession, it's important.
0: Hi, Nikki. Uh, My name is Megan. I'm calling from Chicago. Um, I was just listening to the um, Speeding in a Manatee Zone episode and the end and the beginning of you talking Mm -hmm. about these bad comments on Reddit really got to me. Um, I actually subscribe to the Reddit. I am actually the one who created the Kiss subreddit, so I spend a lot of time on there, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, I'm not trying to bring it up again or make you think about it more, draw attention to it. But um, I'm—I actually am am a therapist in real life, in my day-to-day job, and just want to tell you that it's okay to be sad and to like hurt even though your life is good and that's something that I've struggled with and that I work on with my own clients a lot is like recognizing your own pain because like life is hard and um suffering is part of it and there's no nobody gets a free pass from that unfortunately um no matter how much money how much fame how popular you are nobody gets um, an easy ride so just wanted to validate that for you and i mean if people were writing that stuff about myself about me on reddit i mean i want to cry thinking about it because i think we're all still like that little eight-year-old inside or 15-year-old um inside and we all still have our insecurities and it's just like it's painful no matter what she's so sweet what was her name again
1: megan 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 oh my god thank you so much um for that and it like almost just made me cry again you are so uh, when th- when therapists listen to the show i have a lot of therapist fans actually and it's that means so much it's so validating to me um that they enjoy the show because those are highly empathetic and like you know smart people emotionally intelligent well, you helped people helped their
3: business <laughs> I, i've given you guys a lot of money <laughs> yeah, these. yeah you should you you should be 10 percent money back uh
1: that's so funny <laughs> i i really appreciate that megan like oh god Thank you, thank you, you know what that means to me. And I think a lot of people, I hope a yeah. lot of people listened to that just now and, and stopped doing the thing of like, oh, what do I have to complain about? Oh, my life is good. Or like, you might have people telling you that in your own life and they're wrong, you're right. Like, who did I read about last night that has the best life and they were sad? And I was, I kind of started to have those thoughts. And then I remembered like, no, everyone, no matter how good your life is. And Meghan yeah. Markle wanted to kill herself. Meghan yeah. Markle was suicidal. And was about to be, was pregnant, was, uh, you know, I, I don't think she's a She princess, did marry a but,
3: ginger, though.
1: Yeah, that's one of the leading symptoms of
3: <laughs> suicide. Um, Can you imagine? I'm just kidding, gingers.
1: Yes, uh, gingers are actually, I'm very into them. Yeah, they're hot. Yeah. um So I I just want to say that, that was super nice. And thank you for creating the Keh subreddit, which I follow on my secret account. And I'm always wanting to post stuff, but I feel like people, I'm going to out myself. But sometimes I log into the Nikki Glazer one to upvote stuff and and comment and let's keep let's keep populating that account with cause. Someone the other day I could on my on my own Nikki Glazer, because a guy was wearing a shirt that said, I lubricate my AR-15 Ugh. with liberal tears. And he was like walking like with this dumb st- gait. And he, he, like, passed by a car and was like, thank you, baby, he said to the woman driving. And then his two buddies following him were like, dude, your shirt, I can't get over your shirt. And he's just the leader of the pack. It is, oh. I have to post, I'm gonna go post it on k on the subreddit because it deserves, It's it, it deserves a hall of fame in the Keh sub, like, it was the kiss thing I've ever seen. But I said Kuh in my story, and I posted it. And some guy goes, what is that noise you're making at the end? And I go, Keh. And he goes, it seems like, I want to get mad at it because he, this guy was a guy that liked that guy's shirt. And he goes, I like that guy's shirt. And I was like, it's – and he goes, but what is that sound you're making? And I go, go look at the – I go, go to the subreddit, and it will explain everything. So, Megan, thank you for giving me a shortcut to send people. And he wrote back and he goes, yeah, that was. Kuh. He was like, there, there's a word now to describe so many things in my life. So, <laughs> if, if you're new to the show, is a word that you can go find the definition of by going to the subreddit, C-O-U-H-L K.
3: And you could use any tears to lubricate a AR15. Not I, just liberal. I wish
1: I would have said something to him like um like I wanted to say something like it's so cool my tears are going to use, man. Like I wanted yeah, to say yeah, something yeah, to yeah. him like I wish I jerk store. I had a jerk store moment. Um and I didn't even come up with a good comeback. You no, know what? Is there any more fanthrax?
2: There's an endless amount, but I really want to share this mispronunciation mispronunciation oh, story. Oh wow. Ooh, <laughs> wow, what how ironic. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Okay, it's from Sydney. Hey,
4: Nodruki, This is Sydney from New Jersey. I am calling Mm. with a mispronunciation. So in college, I took a class on human trafficking. Um, Kind of a dark origin story for this mispronunciation. But basically, there was only a couple men in the Mm. class, and one of them was giving a presentation on female genital mutilation and he was kind of doing a rundown of the various kinds of FGM. Um, so he was describing the various parts of the vagina. And he kept using this word that had us all stumped. He kept calling it the labia mahora. And he kept using this word and all the women in the class are oh, kind of looking God, around like, Spanish. what is this guy talking about? What is the labia mahora? That's not a thing. And eventually, like at the very end of the presentation, the professor chimed in and was like, Just letting you know, it's pronounced labia majora. Turns out, this guy thinks that it is in <laughs> Spanish, hence the mahora. Mm. Anyway, that's my mispronunciation. Um, I absolutely love the Sounds like pod. a I Jewish love dance. You all and squirt squirt yeah 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 ah sydney you're the best she
3: has such a calming voice i know oh my god i could listen to her talk for an hour about um human uh,
1: female genital mutilation yeah
3: i could listen to that girl talk about anything it's certain like i thought that was a football
1: uh, school
4: in
3: florida
1: (laughs) when she said that i go oh we're back on the sports thing (laughs) um no that's a that's a great one i love that that guy like took that's like when people say like oh um i'm gonna i'll get the uh bean burrito with extra cheese and um uh, uh, guacamole
3: yeah and yeah, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah um
1: but that guy was just trying to be like
3: how do you spell it because m a j o r a so anything that ends with an a you might give it a spanish, spanish thing
1: yeah it makes sense it's like
3: a female thing it's like ma- and the ma-hor. word whore
1: isn't it so that's probably <laughs> sounded right to him when he was talking about <laughs> women who are have fgm because that's all based on people thinking i don't know what it's based on final thought yeah you I'm know not, what i i like about, i like oh, sydney sorry. because she goes it's starting off on like a really dark thing that's like what this podcast is we go to dark places and like find the light in them so i liked it what did you like about it
3: no i just love when i hear these mispronunciations and i don't know exactly what was mis- yeah you would have been pronounced. one of the guys and I was just like, which word is wrong? Like and like and like I know that you are knowing that I don't like I could feel No,
1: I, but I don't I thought you would know it. Majora, um Is well, there a Minora? Yeah. Menorah no. and, minora and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a menorah. Um I have I have eight of them. <laughs> I, yeah, I got a lot going on down there.
3: You get a present for each one? Someone
1: said to me yesterday on a DM, they were like, I also have a Costanza wallet. Um, and I was like, "What is that?" And I realized I think I made that joke before, or maybe you did. I don't know who made that joke.
3: It's an overflowing wallet. Like it's a like pug- like my yeah. my
1: vagina is like a. Yeah, I forget where I'm If you are listening, will you tell me where you heard me make that reference cuz I don't remember where and if it's mine, I need to put it in a special oh, because so that's funny. really funny.
3: Yeah. Cuz oh. Cassandra
1: on Seinfeld packed his wallet and it was just gigantic. <laughs> but um but do you know do you know the difference between the menorah and majora uh labia?
3: I mean, I would guess the majora's bigger. But... Yeah, it's the
1: one that's like the outer lips. Okay. Like the ones that um kind of like, you know when a girl I I believe this when a girl just has like a, a just slit. a line. Yeah. It's those two sides, you know, and then the menorah is the lips that kind of will stick out if someone has like a little bit more going on. Mm -hmm. Like me, my menorah look like little... um, tabs that you might put as a bookmark like if you were a very organized person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a little... They look like a little like oh, what ferret's tongue. Like a little puppy tongue. <laughs> they look like puppy tongues and they feel like puppy tongues. I love my puss now. I used to like hate... I used to want to get those cut off and made into a keychain. Um, <laughs> but now... I like love them, and I feel like they're so like soft. I like I'm always just like oh my little puppy tongues, and um and then there's the clitoral hood, which is like the kind of bubblegummy like chewed gum looking yeah. thing that's on top of your
3: clit. I mean that thing. It's a great thing because it lets you know where the clit is. Some girls don't have the hood, so you don't even know what to no, pick they, up. No, everyone has a hood, but
1: it might not be like as apparent. I think.
3: Oh okay. But the,
1: uh, Girls definitely have a hood.
3: I like I like a hood. Yeah. I, I, I have a
1: little um, bar that pops up so you can hold it up like you're yeah, changing your oil. Stand.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: yeah. know that bar that like tucks in? You got to find it and you...
3: I guess the hood is like the foreskin for a man without... Can I show you something, actually? All I'll right, be right back. We're about to see your pussy. No, 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 oh. i right I wasn't going to show
1: this.
3: Okay. So Nikki is going to her room, which is about six feet away from here. Giving a little play-by-play, she's coming back in. She's coming to sit down. She's about to show a keychain. I did
2: clean
1: this with a um, sex toy cleaner that I got from Love Honey. Um, It's just a spray cleaner, so it it is disinfected, and I want everyone to know that. This, what do you think that is? Look, tell me what that what that looks like to you, and just you could. I I cleaned it, Andrew.
3: I mean, I didn't clean it. it. It's either a wind chime.
1: Well, look at play with it a little bit. Like, what is that little thing on it? At the top. It looks like barbecue tongs for a Barbie.
3: Yeah, I mean. And then there's
1: a little ring at the top that goes, that slides down it to hold the tongs in place. Like if you were to, it's like pretty much barbecue tongs. Does this
3: open up your asshole? Is this no. for
1: sounding? Um, no, but that's a really, really, um, good guess, Noah. um, So what is it? Just describe it.
3: For me, it just reminds me of tweezers with two rubber ends on the end. So I feel like there's something to pick, like Like you're picking something. So maybe you're picking your hood up to see the clit or something.
1: Um, that's not a bad, uh, guess. It is called a clitoral clamp. (laughs) And I didn't know what it was. I just saw it when I was perusing the Love Honey website. And I have problems sometimes my if i'm like having sex or like hooking up my clit like burrows inside and
0: like
3: oh like my even, dick in jail yeah it's like yeah.
1: the the <laughs> the clit's covered by like skin like you lift up the hood and then there's a clit but it's like there's skin on top and sometimes my clit like the nerves like suck back into my body if anyone knows about this please let me know like what could be happening cuz sometimes i just cannot find it it's there and then i can't find yeah. it but the other night i was like I found this thing and I online. I go, this has got to be something that like holds it in place. And I put this thing on and I like, I made it so it like was beat oh, yeah. between this yeah. and like was so it couldn't recess because I can always find it initially. And then when I start getting turned like on, a, it hides away. It's like a
3: dick clamp. Yeah,
1: Seriously. and it held it in place. Yeah. It's almost like surgical. And um, if you're a girl that experiences that, a click clamp is good. Be very careful though, because it. I've never felt such pain. I thought I was having like getting my clip pierced in terms of like it was just a little too tight at one point mm-hmm. and like to take it off at finally to take it off felt like pain that I and I'm a a, a pain slut. I like a little thing, yeah, pain I like head, things to for hurt. Sure,
3: yeah.
1: I think they're called pain sluts. But um this one this hurts so bad that the next time I'm going to have to like do it and really be careful but um yeah, it was just a thing I found. There's so many sex toys that you don't even know what they are until you just peruse a site and you're like oh my god like sounding Noah, you just said sounding and i didn't know what that was until i saw a subcategory in um a bdsm like store and it said sounding and i go what is that and uh we'll get into that another time because i don't think we have time but um if you want to know go look it up it's very interesting and i i want to look into it because there's things out there that you don't even know might be your thing that open up a world of possibilities to you have you done sounding noah
2: no, I haven't.
1: Okay, yeah, haven't. um, yeah. I, well, your your fiance did our uh, fanthrax theme song, so the sounding would be like muffled and like chaotic anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like his sounding would be it would be like a metal kind. Oh, what do you man. think sounding could be?
3: Sounding is probably when you're eating a vagina and you're causing um, uh, sounds with your mouth that could eventually like. But Noah lead thought this was orgasm. a sounding thing. Oh then then I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's it's a re- it's complicated and I don't even still understand oh, it. Oh maybe like
3: it. you hit it like a triangle. I think you put do you know what things I'm talking up about? your
1: urethra. I think oh. it's about putting metal into your urethra. Which what's the urethra, Andrew?
3: It's uh
1: All right, well, Andrew doesn't know what a urethra is, but Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it.
3: it's inside the pussy. <sighs> oh, do you have a urethra? You piss out of it. Huh?
1: Yes, do you yeah. have a urethra? I don't. You do. All right. I know. Guys. I was
3: tricking you.
1: Oh, there we go. The old Switcheroony <laughs> soup can. Uh, gotta go. <laughs> guys, thank you for listening to the show. Have a great weekend. We might go live on Nikki Glazer Pod. Who knows? Uh so follow us on there. Um, and definitely don't be keh. and uh with Con Air Girl Bomb available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.